Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the fashion. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? The music. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. And the selfishness. Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sean Daly, pop music critic at the St. Pete Times, and you were listening to Stuck in the 80s. I, I won a raffle, so I was allowed to introduce <laughs> this podcast. Um, I'm here with my very, very good friends, uh, Steve Spears. Steve, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Steve Spears here, your co-host for today's episode, and damn glad to be here. And my work wife, as I like to refer to her, oh, Gina Vivanetto. Yes, I am. That's me. Yeah. From TBT. I'm a columnist. Yeah. I love you guys. We are on our game we today. We are so happy to have Sean back. We're back together. We had a series of nincompoop guest hosts. No, <laughs> yes, no. We did. Yes. Oh, yes, oh, we did. Oh, nincompoops. Yes. The whole time they'd be babbling on and on and on. I'd be thinking, and there was a little cartoon bubble over my head with your face in it. Sean. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> I was outside the door crying. Naked, but crying. Anyway, uh, it's great to be here. And I, I, I demanded when I heard that we were talking about the, the great Pat Benatar, I demanded to be involved today. Right. You also demanded that you would not be permitted to wear pants too. Oh yeah, there was. I was going to come in pantsless as a celebration of our love. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, but and uh, I didn't. Are. I'm wearing jeans and a really loud. Do you remember shirt. the podcast here when you said you, start, you were only referring to Pat Benatar as Benatar? Benatar. And, and it was upsetting Gina because she's like, I don't think I've ever heard anybody refer to a brand. You don't do that with women. You what know? do we call her, Pat? Well, you call her Pat Benatar. It's like Charlie Brown. You can't say Charlie. You just say Pat Benatar. <laughs> You're right. Hey, Charlie Brown. I, I hey, stand, Pat Benatar. I stand corrected. Yeah. But anyway, it's great. And that was Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Right. Yeah. Would you say that is her most well-known song? Well, that was definitely oh, like her first really, really big uh, hit, wasn't it? No. Well, so, Be honest, enough. Steve. When you sing Hit Me With Your Best Shot, what do you replace shot with? Be honest. Hit Me With Your Best What? It's wieners. <laughs> Earlier, I think I used the word knockers. Do you guys, when you sing it, because when girls sing it, they all do that shoulder shimmy. Do guys do that too? You know, I got you, and you sneer a little bit. Like the only Pat Benatar song. What do we ever, call her? I don't know, but angry if you pixie, could see this dance, right? We were right calling her? <laughs> the angry pixie, Pat Benatar. She is angry. No, like your shimmy. The only Pat Benatar. Tune I do uh, karaoke too is uh, everyone shimmy. Come on, I don't know what you're doing. Do like yeah, guys don't know how to shimmy. This there. is weird. You just kind of have to hit yeah. me with I your best shot. We couldn't get her to do the little uh, boy George dance like three my, weeks ago. I'll do my Benatar shimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to do the Benatar shimmy. Hey, you know, you know where she got her name? You know, because her real name is, is crazy. Can you Pat Andrea Juski. She's yeah. Polish. I wrote about her once when I was a music critic, and someone wrote in and said that I was um, anti-Polish, for real, because I was writing this uh, 
article about her and all these weird things you didn't know about her and I put that her name was the very un you know glamorous name of Andrea Juski whatever and somebody wrote it and said I was anti-Polish I was like no I'm anti that name man it's just a difficult name so she married this guy right out of high school whose last name happened to be Benatar. whose last name was Benatar I thought for sure when I saw that it was her original name I thought okay so she chose Benatar as a stage yeah, name yeah that's what I thought that's a good name and right? I researched that article I researched years ago I, I don't even know if it mentioned that she actually men- married a guy named Benatar but her, her first high- husband like 1971 yeah it was her high school sweetheart this uh, army guy or so he was yeah. a military guy named Benatar and isn't that strange like she got famous using his name they divorced and then the love the of her life is that, is yeah, that her Neil. new Yahoo that Neil Gerardo he's not new Geraldo, he's, Geraldo, <laughs> her guitarist yeah they've yeah, been Neil married Gerardo. for a very very long time since like 1982 and right. they're still together yeah. they have two kids actually two he's got some pretty good riffs and, uh, good he is good. He used to be real good looking. I've seen a more recent picture of him. Though. He's not. Well, I mean, well. they're in their fifties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she doesn't look so much like the angry pixie she was. But she's still hot, wouldn't you say? You know, it's funny we we talk about this. Hot or we always do, and so it's not very funny at all. It's kind of sad. But uh, I re- had a, a realization this morning that Pat Benatar looks a little bit like Sigourney Weaver. They have that anglerfish oh, jaw. Yeah. Angler and Sigourney fish? Weaver looks exactly like. Uh, my fiance's mom. So if A equals B and B equals C, I lust after my fiance's mom. Wow. I'll, I'll see you guys later. I appreciate, I appreciate you putting that, that, that phrase in such a nice, cuttable format so that <laughs> yeah. I can use it over and yeah, over yeah. again oh, in the geez. future. Um, awesome. But yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, all this time. But yeah, I remember the whole, the, the Benatar look, right? Benatar. Did you ever dress like Pat Benatar? No, never. What would you, I didn't how like would you, her when she came out. Times. I thought she was like really if, angry and weird, but in this dumb, you know, mainstream way. Okay. I liked like the punk rock chicks. If I then. wanted to go home and put together an outfit to look like the classic Pat Benatar. You striped shirt. Striped shirt. And, um. Um, you do the tights, shimmy and you, tights. Yeah. You, well, oh, like, actually, wow. you, you know, okay, this is interesting. It says that she. How about the headband? She first, oh, no. Yeah, we know the story of how she got this outfit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great she story. She was actually. Who wants to tell it? I can tell it. You tell it. This was, what, 1979, and she's in New York City. Yeah. And she was going to a co- Halloween uh, costume ball that night. And so she puts together this whole outfit, which was. Um, like a was, vampire outfit or something. It was, it was like, it? she said it was from some sci fi movie, like. Uh, Cat women from outer space. I mean, I think that's what she. I don't think there really is a movie, but so she throws together this outfit and she thinks it's hideous, but um, you know, it's New York City, nineteen seventy nine. What the hell? <laughs> so goes to the costume ball, wins. She wins for that, and then decides, oh, let's go do a set over at uh, the nightclub she's playing at. Goes to the nightclub, and she's sure that the the crowd is going to boo her off the stage. It was Catch wearing, a Rising Star, yeah, wasn't it? yeah. That was the she's sure they're going to boo her off the stage, but instead they just love the outfit, and that becomes her fashion statement. Yeah, wow. so she started wearing these kind of torn, little weird vampire-y weird outfits. It, it comes with tights, right? Doesn't anyone have tights and little yeah, boots I guess so. and the headbands? You know, what yeah. I love the fact that, that her fashion is mocked in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh. Remember that scene where oh, uh, yeah, they're, sitting, mall, they're huh? sitting in the, uh, no, the high school cafeteria. She's like, she's like, that girl looks just like Pat Benatar. And it's like, wait a minute. There's three girls here at Ridgemont who've <laughs> yeah, cultivated the Pat Benatar look. Yeah, because I guess look. Be a very uh, popular look. Um, it said that she had a regular slot at Catch a Rising Star. I like to call and it Catch. She, she, That's what the cool people call it, Catch. Is that still around? Is that still open? I don't know. Go on. She did a cover of Judy Garland's Rockabye, Your Baby, with a Dixie melody at 3 o'clock in the morning. And that's, uh, wow, that's really weird. So apparently that she really blew away the crowd in New York's Catch Rising Star doing this cover of Judy Garland. This seems to be in, um, what's that word, epical? It seems to be a very popular <laughs> story. You guys don't know. Why am I asking you? So uh, with, the, with, the, with the Pat Benatar people. So apparently she really knocked him out with that, got a regular gig. And, yeah, Steve's right. 1977 wore the Halloween outfit. And 
straight from a Greenwich Village cafe party. So she was a little bit of a downtown New York right. coolie person. Raised in Long Island, but she's a downtown. You know, she was uh, cl- trained to be an opera singer when she was younger. Yes, I was going to mention that. She's classically Aha, trained voice. I scooped her on two things now. Yeah. This is good. my show. So, and in the ve- very show. beginning, she had a very popular song, I Need a Lover. I look Written at Sean, jo- but I, I only know. Know. Just, our, our that's not what lost. I meant. <laughs> you need a I lover? Because I wanted you to tell your little story. About oh, who, who wrote it? It's the John it's Mellencamp the, yeah, wrote it. John Mellencamp and song. my John Mellencamp story, I was like, tell us, I've, I've used his bathroom in um, in, <laughs> in Bloomington, Indiana. I was interviewing John Mellencamp for That's an hour, awesome. and I really I was holding it. And his uh, model wife, Elaine Irwin, was right out. It was was there too, and the kids, Hud and Speck. Mm-hmm. No, and, wait, uh, say, stop. his son's name were Hud and Speck. Little blonde kids, they're really adorable. But nice. after the interview, I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, oh my god, I'm in John Mellencamp's. It was in his snooker room too. You know. Imagine John. He's got a whole room for it. Wow. But then, but hold on. And so then I'm like, hey, John, I got to use your bathroom. <laughs> and so I go into his bathroom and it's like this with these, like this vaulted ceiling bathroom with these crucifixes on all sides. And so I was going number one. So I was <laughs> going wee wee. And I'm thinking, wow, this is wild. You know, and I was like, and I, I zip up and I leave. And I realize that, uh, you know, I wash my hands and I shake everyone's hand. And I go and I realize driving away. Oh my god! I don't think I flushed John Mellencamp's <laughs> toilet. So then I'm wow. like, oh, my bizarre mind is like, well, maybe I should call somebody. Oh I'm like, my god. and then they're, they're probably. I'm like, oh my god, my you know my wee wee is in John. Mellencamp. I really felt like that that's would. Oh, that's that's a nightmare. Do you think he was really excited? Like he went in there and was like, man, this is Sean Daly's urine. And I was thinking god. of stealing the crucifix, but I figured that'd be wrong for a lot of reasons. Did you go through the medicine I cabinet? Got the crucifix and lightning strikes me dead immediately. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't even think there. And there was one of those weird kind of deep bowl sinks. That, um, Somehow yeah. always God. splashes on your trousers. This story's going to haunt me forever now. This is the whole idea of leaving I'm a celebrity's still, house without flushing. John Mellencamp, if you're, if you're listening, let, let me know. Just call Sucking Let, and let me know, know if, I, if he I flush or not. He's been on oh, the I, I mean, good thing it wasn't, you know. All right. So he wrote this. So he wrote. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get scared. So he wrote this here. song for Pat Benatar. Then was it, he was just a songwriter back then. Did he write it then? for her? Or did she just cover? Oh, Mellencamp had. I need a lover. Was on Jeez Nine. Benatar. He was Johnny Cougar back then when he wrote. Yeah, Johnny Cougar, but. Yeah, that was the album. Also, what was the other hit? Anybody, any Johnny Cougar fans here? Also, there were, uh, ain't even done with the night. Producer, director, Dave, can you help? No. Yeah, that's back from Not the seventies, early seventies. Who are you 70s. talking about, Mellencamp? Yeah, that well, first album, I Need a oh. Lover, was on there, but it was a hit for Mellencamp too. It was never really a hit for her, I don't think. Was no. it? No. Yeah, I didn't well, know. No, it, it, says, it says it was a popular song for her. But back then is when she did it. Like, hit me with your best shot. Heartbreaker. We got we to gotta hear Heartbreaker. That's you song. like that one? Yeah, yeah. Kicks Let's hear some, some music. Serious. You want some music? I love that there's this one. She st- looks like one angry little pixie could just jump right I, out of that video and kick y'all. I've been listening to Pat Benatar nonstop for like 12 hours now in preparation for this. And Heartbreaker, by far, is the rockest, rockiest song. That doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> no, it's the great. Because when she does that, you better mess rockest. around, mess around. All the girls would Oh, no, no, it's not that. Do the shimmy, do the shimmy. <laughs> it's a, the scene. That, you got to wait till you hear the clip that we have for this one. It, it rocks. It, her all of her songs were all about you know girls just kicking kicking right. butt kicking butt. Yeah, don't okay. you mess around with me. Shush. <laughs> okay, so don't shush. Just giggle like a jackass there for five more minutes, and we'll eventually get to the clip. Don't 
see what I mean? Is that does that it clip is not the raucous? <laughs> it is the raucous. I'm sorry. That star's rocking. What other chick back then looked right in the camera to you're a real tough cookie? You know, she just she kicked some butt. She was. Tough. Why are songs though so? You know what? So you know sad. Why, you know what? But the thing is, like Joan Jett did the same thing, but. I could never really get into Joan Jett on like a, a dirty level. She's not a lesbian. See, oh, Steve. oh my God! God. Steve. No, wait, 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 Steve. Did you have a crush on her? Not really. That's oh. why. No, he usually. That's our test. That's oh, like really? throwing spaghetti like at the wall. She's a lesbian. Lesbians, but it's not like Jenny Steve Jameson likes a girl. Lesbian. She's a lesbian. Uh, she's not. Think a back when she first came out. I love rock and roll. What were you, were you like? Mm-hmm. I just thought it was an irritating uh, song. God, is that when she I wasn't there a video song. where she was in a bikini and you're like, this no. is like the Christy McNichol. No, what's the? What's you the? Didn't know she was a lesbian. Christy McNichol's a lesbian. Oh, shut up. What's the Joan Jett video where she flashes and she's in a bikini? Is that like? Do you want to touch? Oh, that's it. Yeah. But even yeah. then, I was like, nah. Do you remember that lame movie that she was in with Michael Jackson? Like, hubba, hubba. Do you remember the lame movie that Joan Chet was in with uh, yeah. Michael Jackson? Day. Day. I love that song, Light of Day. It's Light a great song, but it's an awful movie. But yeah, there's no way she, she's a lesbian, huh? Yeah, she pretty much is. Is there a list somewhere I can consult yeah, before I stop making a Yeah, I'm not allowed to share jack- it with you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Only my people. We distribute it all among ourselves. It's on the internet somewhere, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's actually password it is. protected. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, just type in like, oh famous lesbians or something. You'll I, well, then I can bring up all these Jack, sites that you're not Nicole supposed to look at at work. Yeah. Type in famous lesbians and here see, the, uh, see what comes up, Yeah, Steve. see what comes up is my termination slip in about 12 hours. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> look. Steve's looking at lesbians. <laughs> well, you guys, let's talk about her weird. Oh, sorry. Uh, when okay. she writes these songs, all those songs are like, hit me with your best shot, heartbreaker, all those early ones. But then it gets really crazy. We are invincible. Shadows of the night, fire and ice, oh. treat me right. You know. Heartbreaker, little too uh, late. Sex as a weapon. Sex Everything becomes very an- like an anthem, anthemic. Don't, don't you think? I use a lot of words today. That, like, yeah, stop using sex. We have sex as a weapon. Well, we can. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe we can just run it underneath. We're gonna yeah, pause because your voice is way too deep. For, she doesn't sing it that deep, does no, she? No, but I mean, it's very strange. All of her songs start. You know, we're running with the shadows it of the night. Like David sex Burns as a weapon. It. It's all like these. But really, that was the time. Like, that was also the time of all every, this anthemic you know, arena rock. So like people behind her in the videos, and she's running at you and screaming at you and yelling, and all these people, yeah, shimmying the Benatar shimmy. Oh, and like love is a battle. Field. Love is oh, a battlefield. It's weird. It's like, and the lyrics are like very over the top, very bombastic. Well, can, like, I, can, I, can I break for a second here and just ask? I'm what? not done with no, my no, hold on. I want to ask. No, this is <laughs> you guys now. The shadows ha- of the night. So, baby, what are all these songs about? Okay, They're not that. Hold question. on. They're no, I want to say if people want to send in video of them doing the Benatar shimmy. Do we have that technology no. now? No, Nobody ever can, does. But there's a hot phone line now. Isn't there a hot phone line people can call in and stuff? Yeah. And actually, actually, we do have a caller who called in and left. Um, he had gone and seen a Pat Benatar concert a few years ago and called in and wanted to tell us about it and how much he enjoyed it. So you want to cut and listen to uh, Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. I'd like to hear that. Okay, call. here we go. That pint-sized rocker, I saw her open up for sticks as everybody is doing uh, their rehash tours. Of, uh, of the 80s and stuff, uh, probably about six years ago, and she was absolutely fantastic. Uh, she really did an excellent job, and that was over at the uh, USF Sundome. She opened up for him over there, and I believe uh, it, it really was a really good show. And if I remember correctly, and that's a tidbit, which you guys probably already know, I believe uh, she was a trained opera singer. Uh, and uh, I know she's married, at least was married to the guitarist in her band also. 
So Pat Benatar in concert. I've never seen it. Have you guys seen her in concert? No, I can't say I have. Neither have I. I saw Joan Jett. Yeah, that's not the she same. She was flicking her sweat at people. <laughs> no, no. She was not. And, yeah, so... no, she every like she'd flick her sweat and the women would bathe in it. See? Like it was like like holy water. Yeah, like she was you guys, Saint um, Augustine or something, the fountain of youth. We <laughs> are doing this podcast because we love Benatar, but also well, because she Benatar. turned fifty three this week, you guys. That wow. little elfin elfin magic. That little lady is fifty three. January tenth, Pat Benatar turned How does fifty three year old out there, Sean? Fifty three. No you know what? I have a thing for Kirstie Alley. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's fifty four. And I saw a commercial last night. You're kidding. Uh, where she's doing a Jenny Craig commercial and I'm like, Wow, Kirstie Alley is really hot. I kinda liked her when she was the fat actress too, but that's my problem. <laughs> that show was pretty funny. Yeah. I like him chunky but funky because I'm a large man. But we're <laughs> Topic. I know she started referring to your fiance on your blog as the forever fiance. Forever fiance, but I'm not gonna She must really that. enjoy that. I'm not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the charm of that wore off about eight years ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna get into that. So anyway, so at least we have one fan out there who said he enjoyed uh, I would like to see her in concert, I think. And I think that she she does have a really great voice. I know people who, you know, are classically trained who always point her out and say, What a great voice. And she did a cover of a Kate Bush song. Right? Didn't she do a cover of that one? I've heard it before. It's pretty. It's good. But why cover? Kate Everyone Bush? calls her. What were you calling her? A pixie before? I didn't Angry realize. Pixie. She's only five feet tall. Yeah, she's tiny. You guys. She's little. I was, little yeah, I always pictured her as, as like statuesque. Yeah. But no, no, she's so and buxom. No. <laughs> well, she's buxom, isn't she? <laughs> oh, my God. oh it's, it, that is. Gene, I want to ask you a serious yes, question since you have a, you, you really used to be the pop music critic at the um, St. Pete Times and yeah. now you're uh, an award-winning columnist. Yeah. If, you, if Pat Benatar wanted to kind of, you know, uh, maybe recreate herself or, or, you know, like Neil Diamond just did. Right. Maybe, you know, had a new career. You know, Pat Benatar, a lot of people still love her. How would you, what would you say? What kind of album would she, would you tell her to do? I don't know. She could go the usual route like everybody does and do a bunch of standards so all the women do that to prove that they really do have the chops. But and she think... kind of did that a bit. She did a blues album where okay. she did B.B. Uh, B. King's Paying the Cost to Be the Boss. And I know that's probably not B.B. King's and people are going to tell me I'm wrong, but she did do that song. Um, well, no blues songs are ever anybody's. They're all just like, you know, part of the American... Folklore, right. folklore right. thing. I don't know. Um, she could do that. She really does have a great voice. Cindy Lauper did that. I like too. to see her just re- redo some of the old songs because I mean, the early '80s, late '70s. I mean, the production quality of those are just kind of really poor. I think. What if she did just a straight up anthemic, epical oh, rock boy. album? <laughs> that would that would be scary. How but here's the thing about her: ACDC like she covers. didn't have her image <laughs> is definitely part of her thing. But her image is mostly because you know up until that point. Save for a couple famous people, Debbie Harry comes to mind, Stevie Nicks maybe, and Fleetwood Mac and stuff. There weren't too, too many women out there, you know, doing what she was doing. And she did it in this whole way, like, look, I can prove I'm as tough as a guy or whatever. Hit me with your best shot, all that kind of stuff. But her image really, like, you don't associate, you know, Pat Benatar so much with the fashion and everything. She had her little look, but, like, Cindy Lauper was, like, what I'm trying to get to. Like, Cindy Lauper definitely had a look and all this stuff. So it wouldn't be, like... Like, she'd have to totally recreate herself and show, like, look how mature I am now. I'm right. this mature. Cindy Lauper, you don't really Cindy Lauper think, was a lot yeah. of image. I don't think Pat Benatar. I mean, not yeah. a lot, lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fake image. Like Yeah, well, just like, needle, the, like Like Britney Spears is all fake image. I mean, if you really just tear it down Pat to the music, Benatar, it's just crap. She really right. was pretty much known for her talent, you know, yeah. that she could sing. And she had a little few looks here and there that she toyed with. But it wasn't like, if you see, like, we, we're all looking at these pictures of her now in her 50s and a few more recent 
pictures and it's not like she looks so jarringly different you know oh my gosh remember when you know like the woman in missing person she used to wear the hubcaps over her breasts or whatever i mean pat benatar never did anything that totally weird you mostly just remember her for the song <laughs> i had all these thoughts and now i just i'm picturing I'm everybody sorry. with hubcaps over their breasts <laughs> including steve and you know what the looks not bad on you Ooh, come on silver is my steve. color but or, no, she or was blue very, hair or something like that. I would be very happy. With Do you have my a favorite? Daughter. Who's got? Who's got? Uh, oh, who's going to offer up their favorite Ben Benatar tune? Yeah, John. I don't even know if we have them. You know, I'll, I'll reel off a few and we'll see if we can we we, we can hit one. Give, give us a um, one yeah. To. A little too late is my favorite. It's a little too little. It's a little. Okay, I like that one. Uh, I like you know we belong. Oh, there I we like. go. And Good it's choice. funny about we belong because it's you know very mushy and sensitive. But I swear to God, there've been a couple times so I've had like my my goon friends in the car, like these hawking dudes. You know, we're all tough, and we belong will come on the radio. <laughs> It'll just go silent. And everyone will pretend like, oh, yeah. But everyone's, they love this song. This really? Week Long has this tremendous well, power look, to shut let's up. Let's take a few Bruce. seconds and listen to it and see let's what see the attraction right. is. Rocking out to that or nope. chilling out to that. That's not bad, no? No, I'm telling you, back then there were a couple songs of Pat's that I liked. I appreciate them all now nostalgically, but man, like I couldn't turn that Hells for Children video oh. off fast enough or Shadows that, of Light. Also, I thought she was a cornball, man. I think I liked I think, her in the very beginning a little bit. I was actually more afraid of her, like I, I said. Yeah. And then she, when she, she got really like mainstream, mid 80s popular. I was like, what are you laughing about? What's, what's funny now? <laughs> oh, because Take those hubcaps <laughs> off your breasts, man. <laughs> we wow. can do this podcast for real. <laughs> but, um, hey, um, hey I want to ask, does, does your, uh, Gina, does your band, the Peabody's, do you do any Pat Benatar songs? No, we don't. We, don't, we do um, one... We do a couple 80s covers. One is Borderline by Madonna, but Curtis sings it. (laughs) really angry and plays guitar. Sorry. But no, we don't do any Pat Benatar covers. I think your voice, you have a great voice, and I think it would be good singing the Benatar song. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You got to cover, let's cover Hell is for Children, because I I have a theory on Hell is for Children. I think it was originally written for ACDC. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Hell is for Children. It is. You know what? You know, there's a freaky line from that, that, that song that just, that. That screws with me to this day. Be a good little boy. You know, get a new toy. Tell grandma you fell off the swing. That's freaky. I know. It's I. That song still bothers oh, me. Oh, you know why? Because it's like it's like you know the kid's been abused. I you guess have to tell grandma that you is fell that what off that song's about? Yeah, I don't know. Mom's telling yeah, I'm her. A child abuse. Yeah, that's not good. It's like sort of like the Luca of the early eighties. Hell's for Children was written by Neil Giraldo. That's Pat her hubby. Benatar and mm-hmm. Andy Cap, which is kind of... No, it's the cartoon Andy character. Cap, <laughs> <laughs> he had the cigarette hanging out of his he was mouth. a lot more introspective than I ever gave him credit for. sleeping on the couch. No, somebody named Caps. Let's hear the song. Okay, cue it up.
Oh, see, there's the freaky little lyric that's going to haunt me for the rest of the day. No, now. it's about like child abuse and stuff. Well, and well, it's all still going to haunt me. Things that still to kids, and she was, you know, very forward thinking and, and making a song about that before it was, you know, really, really cool to do that. <laughs> no, but I mean, that was she was like ahead of her time. I think trying to point out stuff about kids in rock music. You know, I mean. Later on, everybody got a little bit more savvy about things like that. And that was before Luca, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. About a good 10 years, probably. Oh, maybe not, but it was... You know, and five, uh, right, a little bit after beat on the brat by their <laughs> <laughs> That was her answer. <laughs> that was her answer to them. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I, I just that song bothers me. It's too slow. It sounds like it was done by some gr- in a garage by some. And it's again, uh, she's screaming, "Hell's for Children," just like Invincible. Well, she's like, "Hell's for Children." That's the one Pat Benatar song oh, I really, I, I never, I, I don't like that, and I'm not a big fan of La Canción. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> she just Still had sweet. a lot of anthem type songs where you could just picture people jumping up and just screaming the chorus with her. It was just kind of just just a little too much for me. I yeah. like my, I like things to be a little bit more subtle. You well, know? give us a, give us a nice subtle song to listen to then. From Pat? <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, geez, that's kind of hard to pick. That was a kind of evil laugh you just did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to hear doing that Judy Garland cover. <laughs> you guys remember the cover of the album Get Nervous? 1982's Get Nervous. She's in that straight jacket. Ooh, I don't like that song. Hair Get, all nervous. Cook up. Get nervous. She's just an angry young woman. I, but I've I've read a lot of interviews with her on the web, and she's just like this great. Fun-loving, happy-go-lucky interview person who suddenly turns into the queen of darkness when she starts. The angry pixie. How about "Treat Me Right"? That's a nice song. Did we already play that one? How about "All Fired Up"? I like that one. I don't know. Let's play some "Treat Me Right." I think we should hear "Treat Me Right." That's earlier one. I like the earlier stuff better. Okay, cue it up, Maestro. Well, that's a hell of a rocking tune. <laughs> <laughs> See, but again, she's all in your face. But like, men don't have to write songs like this, I guess. You know, like we write songs about drinking and driving. No, I know, but all of her songs <laughs> are like, you know, don't push me around, little tough cookie, better treat me right. All this kind of. I mean, guys don't have to do this, really. They just write broken-hearted, sad boys. Right songs, after you guys you know? screw us over and leave us, and no, we're all like, start dating our best friends. Then we, yeah. then that's what motivates us well no it's just you know all of her stuff it's kind of a one trick pony there you know yeah wow. <laughs> so what do you say you're kind of down on pat all of a sudden i don't think she's the greatest i really don't i'm gonna be right this i'm gonna is be honest huge. Wow. What, this like is a well, okay, look at these, i thought for sure well, you would at, like you'd be like riding like to her, her defense they're cute they're great but you know i think there's a reason i didn't like them when they first came out now i like them who do you, do you like joan jett better no not really i think she's a sh- who, who would Bad be your favorite songwriter? Too. Really? Who would be your favorite female songwriter from the eighties? From the eighties? You like Cindy Lauper? Actually, I think Cindy Lauper is hugely talented and underrated. I really do. She has a fantastic voice. Oh, and, man! Sidebar. Even Miles Davis did cover "Time After Time." <laughs> what? What? Sidebar. 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 No, it's just a sidebar. I have a Cindy Lauper story. Okay. It's not even a good one. I, I, I'd love to hear it. Though. It's not. It's not a story per se. But did you see that uh, David Bowie is getting his Lifetime Achievement Grammy Award uh, next I saw month? It, yeah. And so. He's only ever won one Grammy before. This is a really a bad story. I'm sorry. <laughs> John's looking at me like I'm going to light up his day. Actually, I swear I, to God, I'm sorry to I'm pull winning. off sweat just for you. 
this doesn't involve any sort of fluids or anything. It's, it's I'm really nervous. But anyway, I'm so through my I looked Bahama. up. I wanted to find out because it said Dave, David Bowie had only won one Grammy before, and it was in 1984. So I looked up 1984 Grammy winners just to see what the hell it was for. It was for a video. From Let's Dance, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't say. It just said video. Uh, but uh, in 1984, Best New Artist, Cindy Lauper. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That was my long way around the block. I didn't appreciate I love that. I love Cindy that. at the time either. I thought she was my silly. sweat is receding. But now I, I think, out of all those women, I think that she really she has a fantastic voice. Wrote some really pretty songs. Who's and, hotter, Sean? Though Pat Benatar, t- Cindy Lauper. I'll tell you Cindy what. Cindy still works with really Cindy cool Lauper, artists and stuff. Um, I have a Christmas album where she's concert. kind of like sitting on Santa's lap and she's in these tights. She's hot. Yeah, she's yeah. hot. She's a beautiful them, but, woman. A yeah, great interview. Have you ever interviewed oh, she, her? No, oh, I boy, she's fun. I don't get the good she really so she still does she have that mouse voice Cindy or is that just Lopper an act? Story, if you guys want to hear, and I yeah, know we're talking about. I know we're really supposed to be talking about Pat Benatar. Uh, it's all about the. 80s. But I was interviewing her a couple years ago. She was coming into town the same weekend as La Tigre, this cool, like, uh, very feminist band. And so I was asking them questions about her and her questions about them. And she was very, very hip to all the new music. Of course, she had some some um, opinions about, like, Britney and Christina because this was during the big Britney and Christina era. And um, I was interviewing her. She was driving in a cab the whole time in New York on a cell phone, and it kept hanging up, hanging up. And... Her her deep Bronx accent, I guess, is, is is you know she exaggerates a little bit to be funny, but it's pretty much really like that. And wow. she kept we kept getting you know the 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 connection would get cut, and as she would be yelling to the cab driver, not yelling in a, in a bad way, but just like trying to get his attention. No, turn here, turn here, and then the phone <laughs> the connection would break. She called me right back immediately, Gina, Cindy, and then she would just start <laughs> talking again. It was she was so down to earth and so cool. It was one of my favorite interviews ever. We talked for a really really long time, and she you know the whole time she's directing the cab. She's talking to me. The phone's disconnecting. It was like a very, very um, New York type scenario. I could just God. picture the little, little, you know, red-haired Cindy Lauper in the back of this. Cab. I, I think I can say this in all, in all honesty. I am so jealous of the two of you guys because you guys get to interview all these people and meet them in person. I don't. I'm, a, I'm an editor. I meet nobody. I did not. I get however, to edit your story. That's the highlight of my day. I never tinkled in her bathroom though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's okay to say tinkle. I'll be, uh, I'm traumatized by my uh, my bathroom visit to Mellencamp's house. You yeah. know, uh, we were talking. Whoops, we were talking about how all these people do. Um, you know, their comeback, their their their, their late career comeback is always to do a, like a covers album. Yeah. But Cindy's is one of the few that at last album from yeah, what, a few really years good. ago is unbelievable. She has, you know, if you haven't really revisited your um, She's So Unusual album, which was a critical favorite back then. The critics love that album, She's So Unusual. I feel really bad for Pat Benatar that we're turning this into a Cindy Lauper podcast. But revisit that album, Ooh. She's So Unusual. There's some really great songs on there. And... Um, she, Tell him what she's has, doing right now. Steve, <laughs> while I'm trying doing. to talk and keep this podcast held together by a Band-Aid, Steve is <laughs> flipping, um, taking M&Ms off the table and, and flipping them at, at Sean Daly. Yo, Which Sean's catching in his mouth and eating. No, no, I caught my navel. Mashing him up and then uh, showing it to well, me on his tongue. So, yeah, I'm so fat, my navel's actually And then we were all mouth. passing it around. Snowball the M&Ms. Oh, wow. This is just weird. Fire and ice. Maybe we should hear fire yeah, and ice to get back to ice. Pat Benatar. Let's go. Let's hear it. Because, you know, this song's all anthemic, too. Fire and ice. I don't even know what it's about. Serve it up, maestro. <laughs> I've seen you burn on me.
saucy. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, sure. Saucy. Sure, sure why not? Implies flavor. Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about her one opus, the one that, if you talk about um, Pat Benatar, it always comes back around to Love is a Battlefield, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and the video, too, right? Yeah, which is a, it was like her first. Ex- she does know. some shimmying in that, too, if I remember. Yeah, right? but she's she's Love is a Battlefield? Love is a Battlefield. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's all shimmy, it's really. It's all shimmy. All she day, like a, all a, night. It's, a, it's not a USO dancer, but some sort of like. Something like that, yeah. And but I mean, she really gets right. In fact, so, our, 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 um, <laughs> our producer director I'm actually sweating. did a really nice um, version of her shimmy. Did you do it for us? Oh, and yay. what does she do? She leans right in the ca- camera and she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, enjoy mm. my bazooms." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah. So do your shimmy. Do your shimmy. I, I can't anymore. <laughs> Take the hubcaps off and do the shimmy. No, it's so hard with these hubcaps because they clang against <laughs> they the table. I don't know how. The Bozio did it. Is that what her name was? Yeah. God, she was here not so long ago. She was. Oh, and I have a story about her, too. Oh, oh. sure. Certain well, I don't really. I was interviewing Mike Score, as all you 80s people know, who's the lead singer of A Flock of Seagulls. And they, they were touring. They were doing some, like, 80s nostalgia tour, A Flock of Seagulls with Missing Persons and, and some other people. And they came to Ruth Ecker Hall, and I was interviewing him uh, a couple years ago. And he was over the phone. It was over the phone. And he was saying, you know, I was like, do you still look the same? Do you still have that funny Flock of Seagulls? And he was like, now I'm bald and I'm fat. You know, I was, like, <laughs> laughing. I saw them. He wears and, a hat. Yeah. He wears a hat. And then now. I said, well, you know, what about the chick from Missing Persons? How does she look? And he said some, like, just mean things about her. God, what about. She saying? looks like 50 years old. Blah, blah, blah. Really, well, really she old. she is 50 years and, old. And refer, I said, does she still wear the hubcaps on her breasts? And you know where that went. He was just like, he's, he made some comment about gravity not being oh, kinder. Oh, no, that's not my <laughs> I know. Why am better. I saying this? It's God, so I'm totally better. talking. Well, if it makes, talking, him, it makes us feel any better, his voice is shot along with his hairline. Flock of Seagulls were a much you know better what? band Flock than people did. <laughs> just keep talking about Perhaps my bands. favorite 80s song. Oh, Wishing, right? No. Oh, you Space Age Love, love, love Song. Oh, yeah. No, 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 oh. no. Yeah. Space Age Love Song. That the first two eyes. minutes is like just sums up the entire 80s experience. Sing it and I'll do the guitar. No. There'll be no singing. There'll only be more M&Ms. No, but yeah. Go check it out. It's a great iTunes tune to buy if you don't have it yet. Well, hopefully, that was me being sincere. That was really a sincere moment. I was trying to. Show I know that's why I was ignoring it. Take it seriously, <laughs> but anyway, that's so Pat my... Benatar rules. We wish her a happy birthday. We do happy birthday, Pat. I'm sorry that I'm not as nuts. We about swear you to as God, we will come see you. 80s, we will come see you next time you come to Tampa Bay. I would Bay. definitely see Pat. All Benatar three of us together. Yeah, we'll we'll I really uh, know why you didn't like Pat Benatar why? because in the '80s you were very counterculture. And she was very, she very was popular. She was very mainstream, yes. And you I were, told you I didn't even like Cindy Lauper back in the 80s. I thought she was only, too silly and too happy and, you know, she was, you know, just kooky. And you I like just, dark, bitter I people. Think, no, that's not true. I, but Pat Benatar was... I thought she was schmaltzy. <laughs> As I finish our tribute to Pat Benatar on her birthday. <laughs> Don't and listen to her, I Pat. do like her we now, though. Come on. Come, I really come do. visit. Come on. You know, come to think of it, a lot of guys like Pat Benatar. I mean, a lot, you know, like I, I listen to this. I have this uh, three CD box set that came out a few years ago. And, you know, I listen to it all the time. Maybe Pat Benatar was the, you know, the rare female act that really appeals to a, a male, mostly male audience. Well, back in the 80s, we had the Go-Go's, too. Don't forget the Go-Go's. I was I, huge. I was, oh, see, see women and men. Maybe Pat Benatar skews the female. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff yeah, out. Maybe I'm a, wrong. As a solo artist, yeah. I mean, cheers. I love Can the you guys Go-Go's. tease that on the Stuck in the 80s blog? Sure. What? Yeah, about if Pat Benatar was a mostly male. Just a little something. Yeah, we could ask that question. Something, something. 
Okay. Okay. Well, until next week. <laughs> wow, that was a parking break. <laughs> <laughs> We're fish down. What do you have to say? We're snowballing. <laughs> no more snowballing. <laughs> I think we need to do a GoGo's podcast. Oh, my. You want to do that for yeah. soon? Yeah. I would love to. I have um, really good stories about meeting them in person. Oh, my God. I can't Woo. wait. I can't Lots wait. Lots of fun. But in the Did meantime. Did they take a picture of your private parts? Um, no, and they didn't. We didn't uh, lick the corners of the bathrooms and all those weird things they talk about. And they're behind the music. On oh, VH1. that's a great episode too. Mm-hmm. But back to Pat. Back to who? Pat, <laughs> please. Or Benatar is daily call. We're going to call daily just Pat. daily from now on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Benatar. we're going to go out with one of our favorite all-time Pat probably, Benatar tunes. Yeah, we should right? probably like go like crouch out in in the night like this song because yeah. we've said so many stupid things. we love you pat she's gonna be hunting us down you wail imagine us flying off into the distance with hubcaps on our breath <laughs> yeah, yeah. so okay Running until next week now. until next week we're, we'll remain here firmly addicted to caffeine and stuck in the 80s bye everybody bye we're Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online departments of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. The weekly podcast is engineered by Mr. Dave Morrison. Special thanks to David Peterkowski for our show opener. If you'd like to blog us, please do. Our blog address is www.tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And remember, you can subscribe to the show at iTunes. People won't be able to look away. What? You never got love as a oh bad feeling. Uh, <laughs> you can play underneath. You're gonna have to shove it in. Shove it in the only hole that's left. <laughs> oh! Wow. Why do I oh, do did this? I get recorded? Oh yeah. <laughs>